Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. So great to have you with me again on our podcast, episode 207 of our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. This is Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. Hey, if you're a new listener, thanks so much for checking us out. Thanks for being with us. Maybe you and I met somewhere along the way and shared this podcast, or maybe just in your searching, or maybe a friend passed this along to you. I want to let you know that it's a real privilege to have you listening and have you with us again. And to all of our regular listeners, so grateful that you are back with me again on another episode of Our Time Together. Hey, if you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Lance Bain. You can check me out at LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. You can find many resources available at the website. You can also stream the podcast from there. Many episodes ago, we haven't done this in quite a while, but many episodes ago, we actually had show notes available, only available through the through the website. So if you want to go back and check out some of the old archives, you can actually find handwritten show notes of those particular podcasts. And the reason we did that was so that you could take the notes and adjust them, tweak them, modify them to your own self and share that material with your leadership environment and in your leadership context. So I'm great grateful to have you with me again. Hey, today on our episode 207, we're going to be talking about breaking free from solo to synergy. Breaking free from solo to synergy. What do I mean by this? I've been pondering lately about the danger of an independent attitude among leaders. In this episode, we're going to explore the dangers of an independent attitude in leadership. And I want to identify at least not a comprehensive list, but I think a familiar list on causes of an independent attitude. And then lastly, I want to offer you an alternative way of leading and a unique attitude in that. Hey friends, maybe what would be helpful is if you and I started with a common definition of what do I mean by an independent attitude? What is an independent attitude. And so I'm just going to give you a definition. Let's you and I agree on this, at least for this podcast. (laughs) Podcast is over. You have a different definition of an independent attitude. Obviously, you run with what works for you in your context. But for our sake of the podcast, an independent attitude is this. It is an attitude that refers to a mindset and an approach where a leader prefers to operate in a self-reliant or a self-directed manner. An independent attitude is that which a leader carries. It's a mindset. It is an approach where a leader prefers to operate in a self-reliant and a self-directed manner. When I was putting these uh, notes together for our podcast today, I was reminded of Patrick Lencioni's book, Silos, Politics, and Turf War. It may be the title of that book, Maybe that describes some of your leadership history. Maybe it describes even your current leadership context. I found that book to be very helpful, and I think it underscores and reiterates the danger that you and I face of just going it alone. One of the uh, titles I thought about from our podcast is From Lone Wolf to Leader of the Pack. And the idea that as a leader, you don't have to do it alone. But there are real reasons why we can foster an independent 
attitude and real causes for that that can be changed, that can be dealt with so that we break free from the solo, isolated, uh, one-on-one, lonely leader to synergy where there's collaboration and true empowerment and delegation. And, and we're one among many. I mean, yes, as a leader, we have unique responsibilities and authorities, a weighty responsibility and accountability as a leader. But we also want to experience that in a collective and moving from an independent attitude. So what are some dangers? Why is this dangerous? Why is it dangerous for a leader to have a mindset and an approach where they prefer self-reliance and self-direction versus team, community, unity, collaboration, cooperation, a plurality of input and point of view and responsibility and delegation and authority? Why is it dangerous? Well, I want to share with you, and I'll go through them quickly, nine reasons why it's dangerous. And reason number one is that trust can't be built. When you are operating, when I am operating out of an independent attitude, trust is not built in that environment. Because the message we send by leading with an independent attitude is we don't need other people. And trust inherently implies need. Trust inherently implies dependency. Trust inherently implies that you have something I need, I have something you need, and we're going to trust each other to exchange that, to share that with each other, not just for our mutual benefit, but also for the benefit of the whole, that the whole corporation, the whole company, the whole church, the whole ministry, the whole small group, the whole sales team, whatever it is, is actually benefiting. The danger of an independent attitude or mindset is that trust can't be built. And trust is the foundation for healthy, effective, empowering leadership. Second reason, creativity is limited. When it's when you're the only one that's looking at a problem, or you're, you're the only one uh, contemplating an opportunity, creativity will be stifled and limited because creativity will never be bigger than your imagination. It will never be bigger than your point of view. It will never be bigger than just your knowledge base. It will never be bigger than just your experience. It will never be bigger than just what it is you can see. Therefore, creativity becomes limited. But when we move from that independent attitude and we welcome other people to the table with an equal voice and freedom to share, to touch, to manipulate, to to adjust, to tweak, to form, creativity begins to explode. Reason number three why an independent attitude is dangerous is that collaboration is minimized. <laughs> it's almost not, it'll be non-existent. Because we don't need to collaborate with others because we're smart enough, we know enough, we see enough, we're charisma enough, we're gifted enough, we're charismatic enough, we're, we're strong enough, we're, we, we know how to manage everything and we can do it. And so collaboration becomes non-existent. And there is no empowerment, there is no partnership, there is no team, there is no we, there's just me. Reason number four, why an independent attitude is dangerous Joy is short-lived. I read recently, a neuroscientist said that our brains are hardwired and always looking for joy. And you know and I know that some of the greatest moments in our life are the greatest moments, not just because of what was accomplished or achieved or because of where we are and what we see and what we're experiencing, like standing at the Grand Canyon 
amazing and majestic and phenomenal, but it's even exponentially more majestic and amazing and phenomenal when we're doing it with people we love. Friends always make things better. Friends accentuate and magnify the joy that we find in moments. And when we live and lead with an independent attitude, joy is short-lived. Reason number five, growth is truncated. Science tells us that our character is formed by our relationships, and an independent attitude basically doesn't have any working relationships. It's just you all by yourself in the captain's seat making it happen. This is why we have to break free from solo to synergy because your growth will be truncated. It will, it, it will find its ceiling very quickly. So trust can't be built. Creativity is limited. Collaboration is minimized. Joy is short-lived and growth is truncated. Here's reason number six why an independent attitude is dangerous. Empowerment becomes transactional. Empowerment is a transaction. It's I give you opportunity or I give you authority or I empower you to the degree that what you do is going to be mutually, it's going to be beneficial for me. It's not going to be necessarily beneficial for you, but it will be beneficial for me. And so it becomes a transaction. I empower you so that I get something. Versus I empower you because I want you to flourish. I want you to succeed. I want you to grow. I want you to expand. I want you to have opportunities. I want you to get promotion. I want you to expand your platform. I want you to get rewards and bonuses. I want you to be affirmed and celebrated. No, empowerment isn't relational and it isn't multiplying. It's just simply transactional. Reason number seven why an independent attitude is dangerous is because burnout is likely. When you're the only candle burning, you're going to burn much quicker. You can't, you just simply can't do it. You can't sustain, you and I, we can't sustain the kind of pace to do anything noble, to do anything worthy of leadership requires collaboration. It requires a team. And you know, there is no I in team. There is me. You manipulate the letters around, but there is no we in team, and burnout is likely. Reason number eight, pride is painful. <laughs> this is really what an independent attitude is. It's pride. It's a form of pride. It's an expression of pride. It is a behavior of pride, and pride is painful. Pride brings a rude awakening, and it stands up, and it shouts at us that we are alone and that we can't do it, and we need others. And this is reason number nine why independent attitude is dangerous. Pride is painful. I mean, that's it, reason number eight. Here's reason number nine. An independent attitude is dangerous because it breeds silos in the organization. We teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. And if we have an independent attitude, don't be surprised when they start popping up around you. And now your organization, instead of working together in harmony with each one bringing their unique strengths and talents and skills and uh, responsibilities, no, we have a bunch of silos that are all doing their own thing for their own benefit at the expense of the corporate benefit, at the expense of the benefit of the whole or the community or the collective. So an independent attitude is dangerous because it breeds silos in the organization. Now, you may be wondering, well, these are independent attitudes dangerous. And Lance, you've really highlighted some very powerful reasons why. 
But what causes this? Can we identify diagnostically what causes an independent attitude? And maybe we can begin to do something about that. One cause is jealousy. Jealousy, you just get jealous of other people's successes. You get jealous of their sales numbers. You get jealous of their achievements. You get jealous of their accolades. You're jealous of their charisma. You're jealous of their diplomas, their accomplishments. You're, you're just jealous. And so rather than celebrating another, you just further reinforce yourself in isolation, doubling down to work harder, try harder, do more. Burn the candle at both ends. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, the language of a jealous person. Another cause is greed. We're, we're just greedy. And so rather than feeling the limitation of reward and blessing and prosperity that benefits the whole in our greed, we're like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I want it. I want it. I want it. And so we greed breeds an independent attitude. Pride, we talked about that. Pride clearly breeds an independent attitude. Feelings of superiority, feelings of better than will always lead to an independent attitude because we separate ourselves by thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. Another reason that an independent attitude can a cause that can foster our wounds ways at which we have been wounded in our childhood, in our professional career, an abusive leader. Maybe we have been and are the abusive leader. And so wounds cause us to self-protect. It minimizes our ability to trust. We lower vulnerability and transparency. Therefore, trust cannot grow in that environment. And wounds by nature will create independent attitudes. I can't trust anybody. People are dangerous and painful, so I'll just do it myself. The fifth cause is ignorance. We simply don't know that we're doing it by ourselves. We're simply an independent attitude sits on our blind spots and no one has pointed it out to us. And so in ignorance, we live with an independent attitude. Of the list, that's the most innocent one is ignorance. <laughs> you just don't know that we don't know. And once we know we've taken the first step to becoming powerful, we can now do something about it. The sixth cause is envy. Envy, where jealousy is, I want what you have. Envy is, I want what you have, and I don't want you to have what you have. Envy is a nasty monster, and it feeds into the place of jealousy and greed and pride. And these can be the result of wounds. I mean, all of this is working together. And so in envy, I feed that independent attitude that I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to prove to everybody that I can do it. Yeah. Independent attitude. The seventh cause is comparison. We just begin to measure ourselves against ourselves, and we find that we're never going to be enough. And again, we either work harder, or we freeze, or we, we, we flight, and we isolate, and we hide. And so comparison breeds by nature an independent attitude. I'm not worth partnering with anybody. Nobody will want to work on my team. I'm not smart enough. These are all the language of the person that compares. The eighth cause is fear. We're just afraid of failure. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of looking stupid. We're afraid of you fill in the blank. And comparison and fear feed this independent attitude. The ninth cause is gossip. 
We just talk bad about other people. We demean their character. We deny their accomplishments. We say, yeah, but you don't know the real person. You don't know what I know about them. And so gossip and slander like a poison penetrates our leadership environment and it fosters an independent attitude. Who is going to sit in that kind of environment and say, oh, yeah, sure, I want to partner with you. No way am I doing that. Because I don't know what it is you're saying about me behind my back. I don't know what it is you're doing about me behind my back. No way I want to partner with you and do collaboration or empowerment. And so gossip, slander, feeds an independent attitude. And the last cause, at least in my list, is complaining. When we complain, we foster an independent attitude. No one can do it as good as we can. They will never measure up. Look at how bad theirs is. Well, they're just doing it, and then we apply Poor motives to why they're doing things and complaining. Criticism feeds an independent attitude. You see how dangerous this is, my friends? It's why we've got to break free from solo to synergy. It's dangerous an independent attitude. Trust can't be built. Creativity is limited. Collaboration is minimized. Joy is short-lived. Growth is truncated. Empowerment is transactional. Burnout is likely. Pride is painful. And it breeds silos in the organization. And what causes it is jealousy and greed and pride and wounds and ignorance and envy and slander and comparison and fear and gossip and complaining and criticism. All of this wants to feed, 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 feed that independent monster, that independent attitude and leadership. We got to break free from that, friends, and you can do it. So what's an alternative? Man, we've spent 17 minutes diagnosing the dangers of an independent attitude. What's an alternative? Let me just offer you one alternative. It's an interdependent attitude, not an independent attitude and not a codependent attitude. That's equally dangerous, but an interdependent attitude. This is when we lead with a recognition and a welcome and a partnership with others because they bring strengths and abilities, skill sets, and healthy motivations to the table. An interdependent attitude in a leader is not threatened by the success of an individual because the purpose of the leader is to add value to the collective. An interdependent leader is a secure leader, or at minimum, when they know that they are insecure, they know how to minimize the effects of that, and they can lead with a healthy heart and a healthy attitude. An interdependent leader welcomes the distribution of praise and accepts responsibility for their mistakes and will lovingly hold others accountable for theirs. An interdependent leader loves to celebrate and give praise to other people. Interdependence is common for a culture of empowerment and listening to other points of view and serving others. An interdependent leader knows that we will always be greater than me. And so how do we make this shift? You've got to learn humility. You've got to grow in humility. You've got to practice humility. Just go Google search, whatever search engine you use, whatever book place you go by, read up on the subject of humility. But don't just fill your head with facts about humility. You need to get the heart in a humble place. I would suggest a relationship with Jesus and inviting the divine into your life to help you live a humble life. Apologize for your independence that you've done with others and reconcile those damaged relationships. Ask others what they need to build trust and then begin to meet those needs. 
If you're dealing with generational issues such as wounds or abuse of some kind, then maybe see a therapist, a counselor, or a friend and find healing around those things. Celebrate accomplishments without comparing among your organization. And what we really need to do is to stop talking about others unless it's to their praise or their success. Be generous with that praise. Be generous with opportunities. Be generous with rewards. Give others a chance, even if what they accomplish is less than what you can do. You still gave them a chance. You're still acknowledging. You're still celebrating. This is how we begin to make the shift. Change your heart. Change your mind. You'll change your leadership. Friends, if you change your heart and change your mind, you'll change your leadership. We're going to break free. From Solo to Synergy by Exposing the Dangers of an Independent Attitude, Diagnosing the Causes, and then Beginning to Move through Humility, through Collaboration, through Celebration, through Reconciliation, through Healing at the Therapist or Counselor, and through Giving Other People an Opportunity. Change of Heart, Change of Mind, Change Your Leadership. We will break free from Solo to Synergy. I love it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Episode 207, our podcast. So glad you're with me today. Hey, thanks thanks for taking the time. Please share this and leave a review and, and give it to your friends. And I would love to hear from you at LanceBank.com. Hey, everybody. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Talk to you soon.